Hey there, everybody. Happy summer. Hope your AC's working. The sun's not burning you. Life is good, and you're part of this world. We're thrilled to have you joining us once again. I got a buddy of mine here. He's a gamer. He's been around the bush for a little while. He's starting off on a whole new project that I'm excited about for him and his family. And I thought, eh, let's get this cat to come hang out with me for a little while, educate some people on what he's up to and what we're going on. Please give it up for the founder of the buyer company, Bluebird Mountain Organics, naturally grown organics, house of dates. I don't know, the post sandwich shop arena. I don't know whatever else you got going on, dude. I don't even know. But nonetheless, please give it up and welcome my friend, Daryl Byer. Welcome, dude. Thanks, man. I'm uh, excited to be here and looking forward to uh, to our conversation. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad you're here, too. I hope you say that at the end. You may just tell me to go pound sand at the end if we screw this all up. I, I, I don't think we will. I don't think we will. I doubt it. I don't think we will. But I'm thrilled that you're here and kind of talk about what's going on. You've got a great perspective. You've got a trajectory, um, which we're going to get into a little bit, that's unlike a lot of people um, that's in this organic space and the produce space itself. And I thought it'd be kind of a fun conversation just to kind of get into a little bit. But before we do that, uh, save me having to do the campy introduction to read your bio. Tell everybody who the hell you are a little bit. Give them a little glimpse into your journey and, and who you are, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, my journey's kind of unique. You know, my name is Daryl Byer. Um, I've been in produce for about 27 years, which sounds really funny saying that now. It's a um, long time, dude. That's like 3,000 years to the average human. Yeah, you know, I feel still 27. So I guess I'm, I'm doing something all right. <laughs> 27 um, plus cooling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I grew up on the on the produce market. You know, my grandfather owned a, a house on the market. My my father worked there. Um, I had a couple uncles work there, um, and I grew up on the street and in, in, in the rough, tough, and downtown LA. Um, and then, uh, you know, that company was sold. So slowly, I kind of worked my way around to a couple houses on the market. Um, you know, got a good opportunity working for a, a grower packer shipper a number of years later. Um, and transitioned to organic and, um, you know, been taking a bumpy road, lots of twists and turns on the way. Um, it's been, uh, it's been nothing short of, uh, exciting and depressing at the same time. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so I've been, I've been doing this a long time. I've seen a lot of changes and, um, it's, it's been interesting to say the least. So no, there's you know. no two ways about it. I mean, in our journey, our path has been similar to a lot of ways, especially being, you know, on that giant pirate ship down there called the LA wholesale market. But uh, you've had an interesting journey, no ways about it. And something you shared with me, I thought it was great. I want to bring this up and kick us off as I start flowing some questions to you. You talked about bruised knees and hurt egos are all a part of the climb. And I think anybody that's been around as long as we have, if you can't accept that, you're not going to have any longevity. No, you know, I mean, um, you know, starting off working for, for my grandfather and uh, at a well-known company, um, it was easy to let an ego uh, get in my way a lot. And, um, you know, during this, this journey of, of life, um, you know, it, it, it got crushed a few times, um, had to get back up. Um, but I learned a lot about, about people and, and how to treat people. And, you know, it's, um, it's been a good life experience for me. Um, but um, again, you know, I've been kicked to the bottom and had to pick myself back up and, and, um, it's been an interesting, expensive journey, uh, to say the least. There's no so. doubt about that. There's no doubt. Well, you know, I, I want to talk about Grandpa Hank a little bit, you know, and the fact that uh, you really, you know, you set off to be a third generation produce guy. That was kind of your born into trajectory. And then Grandpa Hank and the partners go, eh, frick it, let's just sell the fucking thing. And and we'll just let it go. We're going to go play golf. We're going to go chill. We're going to go do our thing. You all, you kids just figure it out. I mean, that had a completely, I mean, for lack of a better word, it sounds so campy to say it, but 
that drastically had to upset the old personal proverbial apple cart for your life, I would imagine. You know, I, I, it did. You know, I think it, you know, sorry, dad, but I think it probably uh, upset my dad a little bit more. He was a little older. He had a lot more time in the company. Yeah. Um, but I can remember, you know, in fifth grade, you know, telling people about what my dad did. And he was a produce broker. And, you know, I thought it was the coolest thing. And, you know, we drive around in his car to, you know, we go to a hockey game and I've got his little leather book in my lap. And he's like, write this down, you know, 140 choice, 244, you know, all these different numbers. I'm like, what are you telling me? You know? And, um, and it was all, you know, palletization of lemons or grapefruit or star rubies. And oh, just, it was like, Oh man, this is kind of cool. And, and you know what? He always seemed like, it seemed like it was fun at the same time. Right. Like it wasn't really work, you know? So, um, working for my, for my father and my grandfather, well, my grandfather was a partner with Sam Pericone and, right. um, my dad was the VP and, um, had a couple, like I said, I had a, my dad's cousin worked there. I had two uncles work there. Um, and I thought that was my life. I mean, I thought for sure I was going to be here forever. I was going to just follow my dad. Um, my grandpa would step back, leave it to us. And, um, you know, I guess there was a couple people at that company that thought that, you know, there was a, there, there was a number of family members from both sides and, um, you know, everyone thought the same thing yeah. and, and, you know, between my grandfather and Sam, I don't think they could really figure out, you know, how to do that. And the easiest thing was probably just to sell it because of the internal fighting that might've happened. And sure. um, yeah, it was, it was a crusher, you know, they sold it to fresh America. And I think 1998 um, we merged with allied who was a, a house across the street. So then it turned into allied Paracone. Um, you know, my, my dad had to move on um, when they sold the company, all the top sales guys left, you know, they all went Interfresh was like their, their next step. So, sure. um, you know, that was a, that was a big blow to the company in a whole, you know, all the, all the, all the studs left and um, it was kind of like sink or swim. Um, so it was really sad. You know, they let go of my uncles, my other uncle quit. Um, my dad was gone. My grandpa was gone. So I was it, you know, that was, that was it. And, you know, now I'm surrounded by, you know, another company merged. So I've got all these different moving pieces. Um, and, and you're um, young. You know, what are you, how old are you? Were you in your twenties? It's probably 20. Yeah. 21. I was going to say, you got, no, um, you got no experience. Your brain's not even formed yet. No, yeah, I'm used to riding a rider jack, you know, smoking a cigarette with a forklift with a propane tank and, you know, not a care in the world thinking, you know, life's good. Hey, um, they only blow up if they leak. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I think back to those days and like we're smoking cigarettes, driving backwards with a propane tank right in front of us. Yeah. Um, switching tanks. I mean, it was, it was wild time. You know, there was no food safety. You could smoke in the cooler while you're repacking a pile of lemons. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of earth shattering. Um, luckily, you know, because of, because of who my family was, it made it easier to get jobs after that happened. Sure. I mean, oh, yeah. um, you know, everyone, you know, I mean, my dad was pretty good at what he did. My grandpa was pretty good at what he did. And, um, you know, being the next in line, I, I guess people assumed that I might be pretty good eventually. Um, so, you know, I bumped around the market, but I mean, yeah, it was earth shattering. You know, I thought I would work there Had forever. Um, and um, I think it was a little harder on my dad. He was much more into it and he had invested a lot more time. For but, sure. Um, it was easier for me to, you know, kind of go bump around and, and make some mistakes and figure my life out. Um, but luckily, you know, my, my father and my grandfather gave me this, this course that, you know, my life took. Um, it, it changed Pro my life, you know. Oh, I, I, I don't know what I'm yeah, I don't know what I would have done otherwise. You know, I wasn't a big fan of school. I, 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 you know, I always wanted to be a lawyer, but there was no way I was going to school for five years after I got out of high school. I mean, I just was I was done. So, I mean, I went to college for a little bit, but um, 
you know, produce has been my life since I was, you know, riding the back seat with my dad and sleeping under his desk at, you know, two in the morning. So, um, you know, I'm pretty thankful for, for, for my family and, and the road they, you know, the doors they opened for me for sure um, ind- indirectly, you know, I mean, it's not like they reached out to people and said, Hey, hire this guy. I mean, it just kind of was indirectly. And, um, you know, I don't know if I would be, you know, as far as I am on my own, if those things didn't happen, you know, I'm a firm believer that things happen for reasons and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're out of your control, but I mean, there's something else that's got a, you know, a path for you and, um, you know, bad things happen, good things come out of them. Um, yeah. and I think it's just kind of a cycle. I mean, so, um, I you know, would, it was a blessing. I and a curse. Yeah. I, mean, I would totally uh, agree with that. So it was disappointing, you know, but it was, uh, it made me work harder and made me change how I looked at things and how I maybe treated people. Um, and, um, it was, it was, it was good for me at the end of the day. I mean, it no was, doubt. It was what do you, me. I mean, when you think back about that time, right, because, you know, obviously it's a big, you know, it's, it's, it's a gut punch to, you know, multiple people and multiple families in a lot of ways. What do you think was the most meaningful lesson, you know, at age 20, um, that you took out of that experience? Don't take anything for granted. No, no shit about that. I yeah. mean, um, anything can happen. Even if you work for a really big, great company, they can always close. Someone can yeah. buy it and run it into the ground, which seems to be most of the time. You know, a lot of a lot of big companies sell to investment companies, and they they don't really have an idea of how to run a produce company. And plenty of that. Um, you see, you see so many good companies disappear because um, things happened or you know decisions were made. Um, so I, I probably learned to not take anything for granted and, and really appreciate, you know, every step of the way, because, um, you never know when that step's going to be yanked out from underneath you and you're going to have to take four backwards down the stairs and then start over. So, um, you know, that's probably what I learned the most, you know, don't take anything for granted. Well, you make a really good point, man. I think people forget that you're never too big to fail and you're never too small to succeed. Right. Um, No doubt about it. Yeah, and I think that I think we lose perspective. I think of anything is that we see now in today's current environment. To your point about investment dollars, this and that, we're under a major transformation in our food world. There's no two ways about it. You know, I, I want to go back. I do before we go far because I, I we both cut our teeth a lot of the same way. You know, walking the streets like common hoodlums on the LA produce market, which literally was a pirate ship. I mean, it didn't have the flag. It didn't have the flag, but it was a pirate ship back then. It was. The last, I don't even know what you call it, the last bastion of just gypsy freewheeling, I don't know what you want to call it, lifestyle that was an incredible education beyond belief. First, I mean, my question to you is, is two part. First part of the question I want to ask you is what did that place teach you that you think about today? Thanks for joining the Todd Versation. And now a word from our sponsor. Hi. This is Samantha Rodriguez, the marketing coordinator at Brighter Bites. Thank you for listening to Toddversations. At Brighter Bites, we are rooted in the belief that if we give our kids something better to munch on, they will. With your support, we will continue to improve the lives of children, their families, and our communities across the country. By providing the finest nutrition education strategies and amazing fresh produce, we are growing our mission to create communities of health through fresh food. Join Brighter Bites in celebrating our 10th birthday. We are helping to create healthier habits for families across the country, one bite at a time. Learn more at brighterbites.org.
Don't forget, the better we nourish, the brighter we flourish. You know, that place, you know, you can't explain it to people that never were there. And now it's nothing, it's nothing like it used Nowhere to be. Nowhere near. Nowhere Not near. even close. I mean, I would get there at two in the morning and, you know, it was alive. I mean, it, it was alive. There was so much going on and it was crowded and there were trucks everywhere. Um, you know, I learned, I learned a lot about people, you know, in my journey, I've learned a lot about people, but I learned a lot about um you know, there's a lot of different ethnicities down there. And um, when you're riding a forklift and, 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 and a rider jack and you're cruising through all the docks, um, there was a sense of camaraderie through the yeah. whole market for every guy that drove a forklift, for every guy that did a rider jack. I mean, I, I remember shooting down a ramp across Periconi down to the other side over where Yamina is. And, and, and I had a rider jack and I had three bins and it the top bin, you know, fell over and there was oranges everywhere. And, you know, seven different guys stopped. We all, you know, and they just helped me reload my bin. Boom, 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 boom. We're throwing oranges back in them. I mean, that happened all the time. It didn't matter if you knew guys, you didn't know guys. If something happened, everyone helped, um, you know, but there was also that rough and tough and dangerous kind of oh, environment yeah. too, where you had to kind of watch your mouth and you had to kind of be careful who you spoke to. And, you know, there was, there was, there was a shady element to the place too, but I mean, it was a very um, shady element. Yeah. yeah. Put the word very in front of it. It was but, very um, shady because it was all cash, right? So it was a cash, was carry cash. market. Yeah. Cash. It was crazy. I can remember guys whipping out, you know, $20,000 in bills because they're buying yeah. shit all yeah. day. Yeah. You know, carrying cash and guns. I mean, they go cash together. And gun, I mean, yeah. Cash and guns. Yeah. But, um, you know, no, it was the greatest experience of my life. I mean, it, 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 it taught me so much about people and, um and produce i mean it, and you you know back then you know the buyers the, the big chain buyers like um you know um oh you had flat, bonds you had staters down there yeah they would they would come by with their suits luckies and, you know oh, yeah. they just, just throw up like two two like two loads of that two loads of that done yeah, yeah. i mean it with was fingers on the shoulder oh yeah. yeah it was i mean and it was like uh man and, and then it was even more funny you know i i remember on yeah, maybe I should say this, but I remember on Fridays, you know, the nuns would come to Periconi and they'd come get their donation. And then, you know, the black suits would pull up in the town car and walk upstairs and then they'd be there for five minutes and then they leave. And I'm like, you know, this place is kind of weird, you know, I mean, it's just got, it's just got a little bit of everybody and everything. Um, so um, it just, it taught me a lot about, you know, people and helping people and helping each other. Yeah, and I would agree a, with that. It was it was a very cool place. I mean, it, yeah. like I said, it was the best, you know, collective five years of my life, probably. I mean, as far as it was fun, you know, I'd go to work and it was fun, you know. Yeah. Um, so, it was very fraternal, to your point. It's very fraternal organization, right? Because everybody was getting up at, you know, 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, working until 10, 11, whatever the case might be. You know, vampire hours. You had a lot of really pasty people that worked on that dock. People never saw the sunshine. Um, yeah. No, very, very low. Definitely a high need for vitamin D on the LA produce market. Back 100%, then. you know. <laughs> Without a doubt. But, you know, it, it, it was very fraternal. And to your point, it was, um, it was, there was a big level of camaraderie. There was, you know, yes, there was the element. We can get into all that, and the hookers and those, all the other crap you want to talk about the streets <laughs> of LA, right? But nonetheless, it was really an interesting place. And so to me, I think about those lessons back then, you know, and fondly put a lot of the things that I've learned you know, into today's world and some of my mentality, some of my thinking, right? To your point, 
you know, being a little bit better, thinking a little bit harder, working better for the cause, et cetera. So applying those lessons was a big deal. And I know that you, you know, as you shared, have kind of graphed that same idea. Well, it's a great place to cut your teeth. There's no, no two ways about it. There was no 100%. two ways about it. Yeah. You know, and the funny thing is, you know, a, a, a lot of the guys and, and, and salesmen that I knew and have met along that journey, I mean, are still my friends now. You yeah. know, a lot of them have have ventured and gone different directions. But I mean, um, the, it's it's like it's like very fraternal. You know, it's like a fraternity. I mean, it's like yeah. a group of guys that you, 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 you're, you see them forever. Um, the produce industry is really big. But it's really small, and um, and um, it seems like us in our industry, we never really leave. I mean, you try and leave, and it sucks you right back in. And um, yeah, and um, it's very it's very cool. It's a very cool industry f- for those reasons. I totally agree. I think it's great. I want to touch a little bit about some of your trajectory. I mean, you've been in the organic space for quite a while. You started in the early two thousands. Uh, certainly. From you know my tenure starting in the '80s, late '80s to 2000s, is a big jump in transition. But also, too, you rode a big wave starting in 2000 um, as well. I mean, markets were opening up; people actually gave a shit. You weren't really having to you know get hung up on half a dozen times to you know get at least a conversation started. So, tell me a little bit what it was like selling back then. Um, you know, I kind of give you a broad question, let you run with it a little bit, you know, a little bit about what it took to find shelf space, if you recall, and, you know, some of the challenge you might have faced there. But, you know, again, it, it was a different time because you started getting a little bit more competition into the deal. So if you wouldn't mind, just talk a little bit, if you wouldn't just frame up a little bit about your, what you recall back then. You know, I I, I was really fortunate. Um, my father-in-law had a really good friend. Um, his name was Dean Walsh. And you know, uh, he was... Uh, he, he, he was a grower out of Oxnard. And um, when I, when I transitioned, you know, I left the market and then all of a sudden, you know, I, I, I got a job at, at, at Pure Pack um, and selling all these commodities I, I'd never even heard of. I was like, what's, what's fennel? What's daikon? What's, what's kale? I mean, I, what is this stuff, you know? And, um, you know, luckily for me, during that time, you're right, there was a boom. And it was much more accepted. It was much more in demand. Whole Foods was, you know, really big into that. And it was, it was the big move. Um, and I, luckily, I worked for a company that was, was known. Um, but we also had a huge program. I mean, we had strawberries. Everyone wanted the, 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 yeah. the Pure Pack berries, which made it really easy to make friends. Um, plus, you know, we had all the other stuff. We had the, the kale, the broccoli. I mean, we had a full program, but um, back then there wasn't as many players that had programs like that. I mean, it was, you know, more little independent farmers, whatnot. But, um, you know, that was one of the bigger shippers at the time. I mean, there was only probably, you know, there was Callow, there was, you know, DW Berry Farms. Um, you know, I, I don't re- even remember, you know, Braga wasn't there. Lakeside was small, if at all. Um, yeah. So it was really easy to take a market share, um, you know, especially having the berries. You know, I, Whole Foods wanted the berries all the time. It's yeah. really easy to say, hey, you want 10 pounds of berries? I need you to take four kale, six broccoli and two daikon. And, and it was a no brainer. I mean, um, you know, back then it was really easy to to sell other items because we had the anchor, you know, we had those berries. And, um, at that time it was, it was a big deal. So again, I was very fortunate and very lucky to work for, um, a great grower and a well-known yeah. company that, um, didn't make it very hard to, to get that shelf space. 
Um, you know, but as time progressed, um, it's much more competitive than it was then. I mean, you know, I, I could get in the office at six in the morning and, and I could be sold out by noon easy, um, every day, you know? So, um, it, I I was lucky. I mean, I'm, that's it. I was lucky, you know, especially coming from conventional, you know, I was like, what? Two pallets. What, what, happened, what happened to straight loads? I mean, I'm used to selling straight load of 140 choice lemons, you know, 27 ruby stars. You know, I want, I mean, Texas grapefruit. I, I was used to volume and right. it was, a, it was different. World. Oh, yeah, it was world. way different. But, 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 well, the you margins had, were, but you had Peter to keep you entertained in the office. You know, um, you had Peter Oil there. Peter's like, he's like, a uh, it's like a love hate relationship with Peter. You know, he's like, uh, he was so different, you know, and I'd never met anyone like Peter. And, and um, there is nobody honest, like Peter. No, to be honest, the, you know, the day I got there, he was like, what, what is he doing here? And he said, I'm leaving. And he left. And Dean says, answer the phone. I'm like, well, I, this is my first day. Just answer the phone. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's how it happened. You know, then Peter ended up coming back and we worked together for a little while. I mean, it's even funny. We lived in the same neighborhood in Ventura and, you know, probably for six months, I'd jump in his car and he'd give me a ride to work every day, you know? Yeah. Um, so Peter, Peter it, it, it has an amazing heart. He's rough on the edges, and um, but he's a great person. He's, yeah, he he's is. a good he's, person. He's an interesting cat all the way around. He was, yeah, always, he was always, you know, incredibly entertaining gentleman, to say the least. <laughs> 100%, you know? Yeah. I'm, uh, he's I'm a glad I've, Yeah, no, no, no. And then, you know, I didn't realize how famous he was or how well-known. I mean, he's a pioneer, you know, he's a, he's a gamer. Yeah. You know, he's like, uh, I mean, it was, it it was good to work with him and experience him. And, um, you know, I learned some different things from him. You know, you learn from everyone along the way. And Uh, um, absolutely. absolutely. I I was truly blessed to work for Dean Walsh and it was uh, a blessing in disguise to meet and work with Peter too. I mean, um, he's, he's got a good heart. I mean, he's a good, he's a good dude. There's no doubt. You know, when you think about 20 plus years ago, right, looking back at it, you know, the organic marketplace and what it was to kind of what it is today. Give me, you know, what concerns you about it today? You know, when you think about the organic marketplace today? You know, what concerns me? Um, I, 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 I'm concerned that there's people that don't understand the organic world that see the higher prices and don't want to put in the work and time and money that it takes to do those things and get those returns. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people trying to, and, um, you know, it kind of tarnishes the industry a little bit. Um, And um, it's a really, you have to be really dedicated. Your heart has to be there. And I mean, it, it's really, really expensive. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, the shortcut guys scare me. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, that's, that, that's what scares me. The guys that aren't truly organic and, the, you know, trying to bring down markets because, you know, because they can and they just want a quick buck. Um, but um, that, that, that concerns me. Um, you know, the pricing and, that kind of concerns me a little bit too. I feel like this coming winter is going to be a, a pretty good market. If you have product, I think with the inflation and, and, and the cost of fertilizer and the lack of water, um, I think, I, I think markets will be good, but then again, you know, I don't, 
I hope people can afford to pay for it. You know, I mean, well, yeah, there's it is no, expensive. There's no two ways about that. You brought up a couple of really good points and, and it is a challenging industry to be in. And I think what's happened in a lot of ways is that there's just been too much emphasis on trying to drive cost out of every equation when it comes to our American food system, not just organic produce, but all across sure. the board. And that becomes a little bit of its own problem because cheap, you know, I say all the time, cheap has a hidden cost and we have to be cognizant of that. And I think to your point about where the economy is heading, we'll probably touch on that a little bit as well, but you know, where we're heading, what does it actually mean back to the grower? Because we know statistically when economies go bad, fruits and vegetables sales start to decline. And then you start to have a category that has a premium to it, which, you know, obviously is however you want to describe it. I'll call it as a positive cost of food, right? Trying to, trying to work on creating, you know, an organic uh, infrastructure and a system that allows us to, you know, maybe, hey, maybe we get to 100% of America's food is organic. That'd be a trip to talk about. But it becomes, <laughs> right? I mean, seriously, I mean, I don't know That'd why we crazy. don't talk about Well, I know, but I don't know why we don't talk about it more. We act like it's unattainable and that's really not the truth because shit, 200 years ago, it was all organic. Um, you know, I mean, what yeah. did you have, right? I mean, come on. 100%. So I do think that there is some concern and you pointed up, and I think it's important that the organic marketplace recognize that there are some challenges ahead and they need to be proactive and not be complacent. And to your point, you know, markets might be good. They may not be good. It may not be people to buy it, right? A $20 right. market and no buyers isn't really a $20 market. That's how you find yeah. a $2 market. That's um, it. That's it. <laughs> but I think it's going to be a real world challenge. You know, but when you think about like the marketplace 20 years ago versus today, what do you think the biggest change has been? I mean, you think it's been acceptance? Do you think it's been just sheer volume getting out there, grasping more people? Or do you think that it's gone to a negative side or it doesn't have the same, you know, spiritual vibe that it might've had to you 20 years back? I think, I think initially, um, you know, a lot of conventional growers saw the returns and saw the prices on, on organic. I think that made a lot of them get into it. Right. Um, but um, I, I, I think as, you know, prices are driven down, it gets a little more accepted as it's a little more affordable. Um, but again, I think a lot of the younger people are much more concerned with what they put in their body. Um, yeah. So, so, I mean, I think it's grown, you know, a lot because of the younger people, again, who are concerned what they're putting in their body and what they're feeding their babies. And, um, you, you know, people want to do the best thing for themselves. Um, so I think that's helped a lot, but, um, you know, I don't know where it's going. You know, I just being at the Organic Produce Summit, looking at the difference, you know, in the last couple of years from the organic prices and conventional, I mean, it's about 80% higher than conventional now, where it was, you know, 120% before. I mean, the standard was always just double conventional. And I've watched that slowly get chipped away, um, mm -hmm. which is good for consumers, but it's bad for, for farmers. Um, so I think one, it's been much more accepted. Two, people are much more concerned with what they're putting in their body. And three, I think the pricing has gotten significantly better in a whole as far as you know what people are going to the market and getting. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, let's let me stay on this train of thought a little bit and talk a little bit about the the economy just to get your perspective on what you're seeing. Because it's a look, it's a it's a it's a subject I'm trying to talk with all my guests, especially one in a position like yours, because <laughs> You know, look, I know for a fact you don't wake up any day and go, God, I hope I can take the market to $3 today, right? I mean, it's just not the mindset yeah, no, no. of somebody that's working for growers. So when you look at, you know, kind of our country and the economy today, you know, two-part question, what kind of excites you about what you're seeing out there? And then maybe what disappoints you about what you're seeing out there? You know, 
Did I stump you? Did I throw you a stumper? No, you know, you know, I'm kind of worried about how things are going right now. I, I think, um, I think we're going in a, in a, in a poor direction. I, I think, um, you know, I, I am, I, I'm concerned, you know, there's a lot of infighting between people and you can't have conversations with people without getting into a fight over, you know, you're wrong. I'm right. You're an idiot. I mean, that's stupid. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really weird. And, and the economy as a whole, I, I, I mean, people are getting paid to not have to go to work. I mean, people, there's, there's no incentive for people to go out and, and work. Even then I, I find that I, I don't want to put my finger on a whole younger generation, but um, people don't want to work that hard anymore. I mean, when, yeah. when, 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 when we were on the market, I mean, you had to work hard on the market. It was hard. You know, you had to be fast. You had to be kind of strong. Um, things were moving at a quick pace. If you weren't, if you weren't willing to work hard, you weren't going to make it any, anywhere down yeah. there, much less as you moved up. I mean, um, you know, how many people want to get up at 11 o'clock at night and work till 11 in the morning? I mean, it just it just doesn't happen. Um, you know, and, I, I, you know, I'm concerned people just don't want to work, you know, and then and when they do, they don't want to work that hard. You know, I mean, yeah. I, you know, so I'm, 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 I'm concerned, you know, with the younger generations and work ethics and, um, you know, the economy is. It's a whole different conversation, you know. Um, I'm concerned with, you know, gas prices. I mean, even if you have product, is it, is your customer in Pennsylvania going to send a truck across the country? I mean, I don't know. Is he going to try and find the niche somewhere out there so he can get it cheap and not have to pay the freight? Um, these are things that um, that really affect the overall traction of our industry um, mm-hmm. and the growing costs. I mean, lack of water, fertilizers yeah. through the roof. I mean, all, all these things are part of the economy and, and um, they're all, they're all not helping very much. Um, so yeah, I'm concerned. Do I think it can be corrected? You know, probably with a lot of rain and a few other things, but I mean, um, it's, it's a, it's an interesting time. Like I said, I mean, even if you have product, I mean, again, is, is there going to be people out there that can afford to pay for it? Um, well, you make a good, it? yeah, you're right. I mean, you make a really, really good point. I mean, there's a lot of trickle down that's going to affect the food dollars. And that's where I lean into what I kind of said earlier about how important it's, it is that we recognize putting energy in, not so much maybe it's necessarily about what our brand name is, but the fact that we want to work on trying to increase consumption. We want to work about keeping people, people engaged with fresh fruit and vegetables because it's such an important part of our lives, right? I mean, like I say it all yeah. the time nauseum nobody's going to live well in a 79 cent box of mac and cheese right tastes great got to do college but it ain't going to feed the family forever and we've got to come up with ways to work within the system and the cards that we've been dealt to make sure that we're uplifting people's food supply there's no two ways about that no doubt about it i mean yeah. i've got three kids they're mac and cheese and you know chicken pot pies and it's like come on dude you can't you can't just eat that every no it's great you know that's all i want i'm like that's yeah, like yeah when you're a kid it's, you know it's a little bit it's yeah, a little different you know i'm not living off mac and cheese yeah no it's a different so you're right i mean this economy is going to be a very challenging thing for us to do and i think to your point about conversations that it almost appears like we don't want to have conversation we just a lot of times people just want to be right not necessarily wrong and so for me to be right it means you have to be wrong as opposed for you know, a conversation that may sway your opinion or open up your mind. I, I found through this platform, especially um, the openness and uh, of conversation, because I've had people on and talked about things I wasn't so sure about. And I've swayed some thoughts and opinions and gotten a little bit more educated on certain things. 
because of being exposed and being open-minded about it. And I think that to your point, that narrow-mindedness is going to kick our ass. It's going to sting. It's going to yeah. sting. I mean, I, I think a, a healthy, you know, economy has to do with healthy conversations. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it, it's good for you. And I mean, it's, um, you know, to make you think about different things without being called an idiot, you know, or that's wrong or that's right. I mean, you know, we have a, we have a people problem right now. Um, and hopefully, hopefully we can get out of that and, you know, people can, um, start to have more interaction with each other because, you know, even with COVID, I think that really sped up, you know, the, the lack of conversations and, and the lack of being outside and communicating with people and, and, um, you know, it kind of, it, it messed up a lot of things, you know, oh, um, we got definitely got more transactional, especially in the space we're in. Right. I mean, the world got much more transactional. Yeah. People don't want to go outside. They want to work at home forever. They don't want, I mean, it's, um, yeah. I don't know. It's like hiding from confrontation. I, I mean, and, and I mean, this is part of part of life, you know, I mean, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, there's not much I can do about what other people do or what they don't do. No, 100 percent, dude. 100 percent. Well, you know, you make a good point. I mean, I think you take a look at what social media is, right? Social media allows everybody to be Tommy Toughnuts and say whatever they want and run from it. Right. And so unfortunately, <laughs> we're just not emotionally we're not emotionally strapped in between our ears to deal with that, I don't think, at this point. So it does promote. You know, there's some really there's some really tough people that be the first ones to run in a fight, right? To get behind what their words are on social media, and that be you know, and it's dangerous in a lot of ways. We've got to be cognizant of that. I'm sure as you with young kids, right? Mine are grown and gone, right? So I'm a different boat as you, but you got young kids, and it's it's got to be something you've got to be looking at and talking to them about, being like, hey, you know, when I because I can remember I can remember calling a kid. You know, when I was a kid, you had to pick up the phone and call somebody, and your mom and dad would answer the phone. So you had to talk to everybody's mom and dad when they call, call the house, right? That's it. Or you knock, you knock on the door, and mom and dad, whatever, would be there to open it. You know, you'd have to deal with parents. We don't deal with that shit anymore, right? It's like text and run, baby. That that's it. I mean, um, it, it's 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 such a different time now. I mean, you know, back then you go find the house that had all the bikes in the front yard, you know, and now it's yeah. Like, I mean, now everyone's on a headset talking to their friends in Texas or wherever they may be. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's it's a different world. You know, it's, yeah, it's kind of sad though, you know. I mean, I, I there's so much that I learned from from playing outside and you know coming home when the sun sets. I mean, that, those are just the rules, you know. And um, six o'clock. Yeah, you know, just you know, I'm I'm just thankful for activities like little league i mean my kids are very involved in that so i mean they they, they get to be outside quite a bit are you a crazy I mean, dad are you a crazy dad in the stands are you sitting there yelling at every freaking third grade umpire out there are you just are you that no nah, you know what i've been right. uh, I, i've coached my kids for like 10 years and i've oh, heard those crazy parents i oh kind of i'm on the other side you know i know they're you know i was on the board for a number of years for our little league we you know i raised money for them and and um, everyone's a volunteer, you know, so the people that are yelling at the kids and umpires, I mean, they're the people that have never volunteered for anything and they don't, <laughs> they, yeah. they don't, they don't get it, you know, this, I mean, so, um, but no, I'm not, I'm not, I am fully for those umpires and, and, um, I and, love it. and being kind to all of them because they're all important. And, um, you know, the baseball field's a great place. There's no two ways about it. Let's shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about what you're doing. Let's talk about your new gig a little bit. Tell me what's up today with the new company and what's the deal all about. Thanks for joining the Toddversation. And now a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Samantha Rodriguez, the marketing coordinator at Brighter Bites. Thank you for listening to Toddversations. 
At Brighter Bites, we are rooted in the belief that if we give our kids something better to munch on, they will. With your support, we will continue to improve the lives of children, their families, and our communities across the country. By providing the finest nutrition education strategies and amazing fresh produce, we are growing our mission to create communities of health through fresh food. Join Brighter Bites in celebrating our 10th birthday. We are helping to create healthier habits for families across the country, one bite at a time. Learn more at brighterbites.org. Don't forget, the better we nourish, the brighter we flourish. Well, you know, I've got some amazing partners in Mexico. Uh, you know, I'm going to get some flack for this one, but uh, GM Productores Agricolas, um, they're one of the largest family-owned um, growers in, in, in Baja. Um, they work with a number of big um, companies and, and, and do some packing for them. Um, but, um, you know, they reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to uh, be a part of something. And I opened Blueberry, Bluebird Mountain Organics as, um, well, the buyer company is the, the, the parent company, you know, but yeah. it, it's doing business as Bluebird Mountain. Um, and, um, you know, Naturally Grown is, is our label that we came up with out of Mexico for all the wet veg. Um, so that's, uh, you know, it's, it's all grown so that I can sell it and make sure they get the best returns they can get. Um, so it's, it's an amazing family. Um, they, it, it, you know, it's, I've been going to Mexico a lot the last three months and, um, the facilities, how they treat their employees. I mean, it's incredible. It's, it's like, it's like nothing I've, I've really experienced, you know, they have housing, they feed them. I mean, they're well taken care of, uh, you know, the owner, every time I go visit him, we walk the fields and, you know, everyone runs up to him and says hi and he shakes their hand, gives them a hug. I mean, it's very, it's, it's, it's very nice to see especially with the stigma I think Mexico has as far as, you know, treating employees poor and they work for nothing. And yeah. I mean, they're well, they're really well taken care of out there. And it's really cool to be partners with such a, a big company that does, you know, they're doing a lot of forward thinking things, you know, um, they do a lot of, they make their own fertilizer. Um, they've got, you know, a lab where they make all their own pathogens to fight bugs and insects. That's all organic. I mean, these are really incredible things that I've never, I've been to a lot of packing houses. I've been to a lot of ranches and, and, um, it's really nice to see what they're doing and, and, and be a part of it. Um, you know, we will have our first season that will start in, um, September, October, we'll start with green onions and then we'll start with celery. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty simple wet veg program, um, celery, kale, um, cilantro, parsley, radish, cabbage, broccoli. Um, and, um, that's going to be the first season, you know, we're working, there's discussions about trying to put a fruit program together during the summer, because generally in the past, I've always experienced that in the summertime, you give all the money back you made in the wintertime, because it's, it's just a brutal market for veg yeah, in the summer. For sure. Um, everyone's got local all over the country. I lose all my friends on the East coast. They got North Carolina, Texas, Georgia. I mean, so, um, to fill that gap, but I've also got a, another partner in Oxnard who grows for me um, in the summertime and he'll grow in the winter too. So it's a concurrent. I mean, so I'll ha I have a year round program of wet veg. Um, we're also working on, um, on, a, on a date program that we were going to have year round organic dates. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty interesting to see 
how they how that works. That's a whole new industry for me. Um, uh, different customers. I got to learn something all over again. But um, it's it's very it, it's good to be with a good company that um, that that believes in it and makes it a lot easier to promote it and talk about it and tell everyone what's going on. So I'm pretty excited. You know, this company opened you know in the last three or four months, so it's been really hard to reach out and get business going, especially in the summertime when everyone's got local. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, thankfully I've got, I've got a lot of good friends out there and, and, um, and, and um, I've been pretty, I'm, I'm pretty grateful for the customers I've been able to set up, even though I'm not selling anything really in volume at the moment. Um, and I think the winter is going to be, um, I think it's going to be a good winter. You yeah. know, if you have, if you have product, um, again, I don't know if there's going to be enough people out there to pay for it, but I mean, if you have stuff, I think it should be pretty good. Um, good. So I'm really, I'm really excited about this partnership and this joint venture, and um, it's going to be fun. Our naturally grown organic label will come out in September. Um, you know, we'll have our green onions first, and that will be in our box, and then moving right. forward, it will be in our box. Um, so it's it's pretty exciting, um, and um, and you know, I'm, I've got great people that I'm involved with that, um, that, um, you know, I, I can't say enough of, of how lucky I am to fall into this relationship and this joint venture, because, um, it's, uh, it's been a bumpy road to get here. I had my co- own company a number of years ago and, sure. um, and it was, it was another heartache to lose that one, you know, but, um, I'm so thankful for the opportunity and, and I'm looking forward to uh, doing this one and doing it well and right and having to be around for a long time. So Good. You know, if my kid, if my kids are crazy enough, you know, there's a place for them to sit in, uh, in a phone, you know, yes. if you still use phones by then, but um, um, they're, your, they're your kids. I'm sure there's a small measure of crazy brewing in there someplace. I was guessing. <laughs> yeah. My, my, yeah. My daughter, my daughter's a little nuts, but uh, yeah. you know, ho- hopefully okay. she'll grow out of it. She's 12 right now. So yeah. good luck. Um, I'm, hey, you yeah, got a ways. You got a ways to go. I'm in the thick of it right now. It just started, so you know she hates me every day, but you know I'm. She'll be back. <laughs> she'll be. Yeah, she'll. She'll be back. It's how it works. It's how it yeah. works. Been there. Been there. Done that. Been there. Done that. I think it's great, dude. Congratulations. I'm excited for your success and where you're heading and what you're doing. You know, no, I you're appreciate a good, it very much. Yeah, you're a good voice out there. You know, I want to. You're talking about your kids in baseball a little bit and thinking about your past. You know, coming up on the street in L.A. and this and that. It got me kind of resonating with like a thought thinking about, you know, something I'm really big into and something I try to talk about with people all the time is what is a mentor, right? And mentor is really, really just being a friend in a lot of ways. Uh, it's not like you have some special handshake or badge that you wear that says I'm a mentor, right? Yeah. Um, and anybody can be a mentor, right? I mean, it's, 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 it, there's no application. There's just a choice you get to make about being one. When you think about that, you know, about your past and today and, and your kids playing baseball and kind of how you viewed all that, you know, why do people like that? Why do people mentors in that way matter to you or do they matter to you? And, and you kind of have an example, maybe of somebody that like, you know, really pepped up your life a little bit, made a difference. I, I think um, you, you put it, you made a good point. I mean, they're really friends. Um, I think mentors are, are really important, you know, I mean, it's just life experiences that they can share with you or yeah. trying to help, help you accomplish what you want to accomplish a little differently or maybe a a way that you're not seeing. Um, You know, so I've been really lucky. I've worked for a number of companies um, with different types of owners um, at all of them. I mean, 
I never really, I, I was thinking about it yesterday and I was talking to my wife and, and um, it's funny because I don't, I don't think of my dad as a mentor per se. Um, but he has been the most influential in my produce career directly, indirectly, however you want to do yeah. it. Um, he's been, he, I mean, without him, I would not be half the person I am right now just because, you know, he taught me about taking care of customers. He, I mean, he really emphasized taking care of customers. You know, the first couple of years I was hanging out at the office, you know, here's a blue book, read it, learn it. It's the most important thing you'll ever have. You know, so when, I mean, those were the foundations of, of what I learned. Um, and then having my grandpa above him, just emphasizing those things. Um, my grandpa was a lot harder and, you know, meaner than my dad. And, um, you know, to, so to have both of those, but again, you know, when I first started selling on the market, you know, um, you know, I, I always think about Eddie Morrison, who's at Interfresh. Yeah. Um, you know, That's he cool was, name. yeah, he was, he was, he was helpful. He helped me when I first started selling and, and on the street. And I mean, I, his name, he always pops into my head. Um, Franz de Klotz, you know, so, you know, rest in peace, Franz. I mean, Franzi was always good to me. Um, and he, he, he was helpful too. And, in trying to, you know, calm me down a little. He, he's very, he's a very gentle guy and um, soft-spoken. And, and for some reason we, we got along really well, but he also, you know, tried to bring me down a little bit as far as, you know, just don't be so crazy, you know, and um, the owner of Borg, which is Pacific Trellis, um, he was another, you know, tough as nails, uh, David Sullivan. I mean, he, he, he he kind of taught me to stand up a little bit more and, and volunteer for more things and don't let things pass you by. If there's an opportunity, go get it, you know, don't, don't let it go. You know, someone else will get it. If you don't, I mean, um, Dean Walsh, I mean, I learned a lot from him. I mean, I've been really lucky to have all these different colorful characters in my life that have all influenced me one way or another. Um, and um, I think they're extremely important. Um, you never oh, yeah. know, you never know who the next mentor is or who the next person you might learn something from. And, um, you know, it's produce. You learn something new every day, No doubt, every dude. day. Uh, no it's doubt. a funny, it's a funny term. You know, I think it's, everyone knows that in produce. I think at this point, you know, you learn something new every day. Yeah. Um, so I think they're really important. I think they can be really beneficial and, um, and you don't know when you have one until I think after the fact, and you're like, Correct. Hey, I learned this guy was awesome. He taught me this and I learned this and he said, I should approach it like this. And I mean, so um, I think they're yeah. extremely important and, and um, I'm I, very I, lucky to have the ones I've had. Yeah, dude, I totally agree with you. And you make a really good point. You know what? You, you may not get a novel out of them. You might get one sentence that absolutely alters your life, but I think you 100%. have, to, you have to, but you have to, I think when you get into about mentoring and get along these things, you got to be willing to give, you got to be willing to give too. Right. And I think that you've got to be able to, to, to give out energy back to people in order to receive energy back from people and to be able to see where it takes you. I think it's just so important. I mean, I think about the laundry list of people that I have that, that I consider mentors in my life, people who have guided me, people that, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, whatever the situation might be, I mean, I, you know, it's how important they are to your life, not only in the moment, but reflection points going back. So I think it's great. Congratulations on that. I, I love it. It's a great answer, dude. I think it's important, you know, thinking about your kids and what you're doing. Keep on that track, dude. It's going to be really meaningful for them as they age too, as they get up and older, to be able to accept advice and help like that. So it's it's huge. 
No, hundred percent. Constructive yeah. criticism is good. You gotta be, you gotta be able to hear. Well, you know, and a good beating builds character. I always taught that to my kids, you know? Yeah. I always say, no, no, just kidding. No, uh, no, no. Don't, send, don't send me hate mail people. I'm only kidding <laughs> for God's sake. No, my grandpa was more of the tough love guy. You know, he, 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 he was the hard beating guy, you know, but I mean, he was around when I had the first company and, and he was, you know, if I needed advice, you know, he, I would ask him. He was and, there. I mean, he was there, you know, unfortunately yeah. he's not here to see this amazing thing that's about to happen, but um, he's still watching somewhere because he can't get enough produce no matter where he is. Yeah, so, that's exactly um, probably the truth. I love yeah, it. So, dude, this is fun. This is a great chat. I mean, to get people get to know you a little bit, get to you know your new your new gig out there, and and get people fired up to be a part of what you got going. I mean, I appreciate you hanging out with me today. It's uh, it's been a fun, it's been a fun chat. You've been a very, you've been very candid, very open, which I appreciate. No, you know, we've been we've been talking about this, kicking this back and forth for a little while, and I, you know, I think now might be a good time. And I'm so thankful for you know, yeah, I mean, you you've. You've, I've known you for a long time and, you know, we kind of met indirectly and we just kind of just became better friends and better friends as we've gone. So I'm so thankful for you inviting me here and um, sharing your network of friends with me. Um, and, um, you know, if there's anything I can do for you, you let me know. We're playing, you're playing, we're playing golf. And you're buying green fees. I got Done. you. And, and you're giving me five strokes aside. No problem. And I'm going to buy you a bottle of tequila so that I can get a head start yep. on you. Yeah, that part we're not, we're that part we're okay with. I, I just can't <laughs> believe you say you're going to give me five strokes aside. I just I, I just stopped listening after that. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I got I got to feed you though on the way. Oh Jesus, here it comes. No, super fun, dude. I'm really glad that you hung out with me. I really do. I appreciate you very much, everybody. Thanks for listening and hanging out with us today. Go check out what Daryl's up to. It's great. It's a great dude doing some fun stuff. Get on the tip of the iceberg, ride this ride to see what it goes. See what we can do to help uh, uplift farmers and conversations like we've been talking about today. Uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out, rate, review, subscribe, all that crap on social media. You know how they, they do the young kids hang out there. So we're there. Um, come share your story with us. Talk to us. See how we can help you grow your brand. We're having a good time doing it. And we have a lot of success. So hang out with us. Come visit us. We appreciate it. Go inspire somebody today like this conversation should do for you. Take care of everybody. And uh, we'll see you soon. Stay cool, everyone. Take care. <laughs>